0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Providence Community Podcast. We, just, we pray today that God would do amazing things in your heart as you listen to this message. And uh, we ask for the, just the richest blessing on your family. And if you would like some more information about Providence Community Church, you can go to www.providencecommunity.org or you can also download our app in the app store. We're so thankful that you tuned in, and uh, we can't wait to celebrate all that God does in your life. So, uh, so I'm going to try hard today just to feed you one load. And I, I'd like to talk to you about the name of God today. And... Um, God has a lot of names, and they're all significant because, um, well, unlike us, God already chose His name. Your names are given you. God has His name; he, he knows who He is, and His names always represent who He is. We've seen it all through Scripture. Um, you've seen if you if you you know just look in the reference, you see the name Elohim, which is you know a, a hint towards the Trinity. You may see Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides, and the Lord Almighty and all these different names which are are really important but when Moses was in the wilderness and he got the call of God as as you know he kind of escaped from Egypt spent 40 years in the desert and God decides to call Moses to set his people free and he sees the burning bush and of course he turns aside and then he hears the voice you know the whole story and the Lord sp- spoke to Moses and told him what he wanted to do. And of course, um, like most of us, Moses argued with God, like, you got the wrong guy. I'm not going to do that. I can't talk, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole story. But so finally he says, okay, okay, I'm going I'm to read this to you guys. Who, who should I say you are? I mean, what's your name? You know, uh, who should I say sent me? And it's, 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 He said, suppose I go to the Israelites and say, the God of your fathers sent me. What's his name? What shall I tell them? And then the Lord says, tell them, I am who I am. And in, in Hebrew, it's like, I am who I've always been and I am who I'm always gonna be. And then he said, say this, this is my name forever. He said, say to them, this is my name and he said, we don't know what he said. There's, the people that wrote the, the, the Old Testament, Hebrew doesn't have any vowels, at least early Hebrew didn't, it was just all consonants. So back then, the, the Hebrews knew what the vowels were, they knew how to pronounce the words. So the best we can come up with, there's all kind of, we, you've all heard of Yahweh, or Yahweh, and then Jehovah. We don't know what the Lord said. We just have the four Hebrew letters. It's called the tetragrammaton. And we don't know. But the Jews knew how to say it. And he said, tell them Yahweh sent you. And he goes, this is my name. Now, why this is significant is because later on in Exodus, he says, and you won't take the Lord's name in vain. And so... The Jews in their zeal not to dishonor God's name decided we're not gonna say it. It's too holy, we might get in trouble, we might mess up. So they, they wouldn't say the name that God said, call me. It's kind of like God was saying, this is my name, this is my first name, just call me this name, just don't dishonor my name. So instead of calling him Yahweh, or whatever the four letters are, however they're properly pronounced, they changed it and they call him Adonai, the Lord, or, or other, Other names but they never would call him his real name now you might say well what's the big deal about that well it is a big deal because this name was unique and it was for them to speak or for them to talk to for them to call on God with that name it was a name of connection it was a name where they could have I hope your cell phones are off mine isn't Um, (laughs) it was a name for them to have relationship with and instead of calling him the name they said that God said they gave him a title instead now names are important names connect us with people Um, titles kind of keep people at an arm's distance now I, I don't know the personal life of the Herndons but I have a feeling that Adrian does not call Nathan Pastor Herndon at night when she goes to bed. That would be, maybe they do, I don't know, I don't want to get involved. (laughs) That would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? But what happened is over the the history of Israel, every time they would say the name of the Lord, they wouldn't say his real name, they would call him something else because of what happened. And over the years, what that did, I think what it did, is it created more and more of a distance. Instead of calling him his name, they said, he's the Lord. And of course, he is the Lord, or he's the Lord Almighty. All these things God is, and you want to know that because it's like, yes, our God is so awesome. But they couldn't call him by his name because they were afraid to. And over the years, the name basically got lost. And then a couple centuries after Christ, the Masorites started to add Uh, the the vowels to the Hebrew text. And so they they got the name all twisted up. And that's basically where we got Jehovah from. There's not even a J in Hebrew. Sorry for all you Jehovah Witnesses. But (laughs) it's just not God's name. It's an attempt. I mean, if you have a King James Bible, it's in there. But that's that's not his name. So, and then when the Septuagint, the, the Greek copy of the Old Testament was created, they did the same thing, instead of adding the, the four Hebrew letters, uh, YH something, um, <laughs> YHWH, the, uh, the tetragram, instead of doing that, they just put the Lord, Koryos. And so what happened is they missed this dynamic relationship with God because they gave him a title, put him at a distance, and you see what, what, the history, what their history was like, And you know, God wants relationship with us. He wants intimacy with us. But it's kind of hard if you only know him as God the creator, which of course he is. Don't get me wrong, I honor, I love all the names of God. But if everything you call God keeps you at a distance, you're missing something. He doesn't want just you to know know about him. He wants to embrace us. And you can't when you've got titles in the way. And so why am I saying all that? Because when Jesus came, he said in John 17, I want to read this to you. He said, I have declared to them your name, and I will declare it, that the love which you've loved me may be in them and I in them. I have declared your name. Now, this is really amazing because what's the name that Jesus gave called God? He called him Father. Now, in the Old Testament, there are only 15 references in all 39 books. And you know the Old Testament's pretty long. There's only 15 references to God as a father of the nation or of a few people. Then there's some um, allusions to it. So maybe 24 times in the Old Testament, the whole Old Testament, there is the mention of God. Father or insinuating He's a Father. But in the Gospel of John, Jesus calls God a Father 100 times. In the other Gospels, He calls God Father 65 times. So there's 165 times it's recorded in the Gospel that Jesus calls God, the name He's declared, who God is, as Father. And a number of other times in the New Testament, 40 times in Paul's writings, 30 times, uh, 265 times God is called Father in the New Testament as opposed to 15 in the Old Testament. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? What do you think he's, he's trying to tell us? Jesus said, this is not a way to talk about God. This is not a way to talk to God. This is the way. He called God Father. And you know, Jesus wanted us to relate to God as a Father. He was obviously extremely close to His Father. And this is where I think the demonic attack came in. Because when I say the word Father, Actually, what Jesus said was something even more intimate, which I'm gonna I'm gonna get to in a minute. But when I say the name Father, if you grew up like I did, you don't immediately have um, a warm fuzzy when you hear that. I my friend Rex Berger, who by the way wrote a tremendous book called the um, the Father the Father's Heartbeat. If you ever want to get a great book on the Father of God Father of God and the role of women in the kingdom, but he said he was sitting at a a service recently, and the pastor invited people up and and said, all those who never met your biological father, I want you to come up front. And he was surprised by the large number that came up in the service. But then this pastor gave an incredible statistic that 70% of those that were in the audience had never heard their fathers tell them, I love you. A number of years ago, uh, a nun was working with a federal prison, and it came down to Mother's Day, and she started to give some of the prisoners cards so they could send to their moms, and she ran out of cards because the response was incredible. She contacted Hallmark Cards, and they helped her, and they gave every prisoner that wanted one, which was a majority of the prison, um, cards for their moms so they could send home. So she was really pumped, so she said, wait till Father's Day come, comes, I'll be ready. And so she and Hallmark were all ready. When Father's Day came, only two prisoners showed up. We are a fatherless generation. And many of us may have grown up with dads in the house, but we still were fatherless in many ways. And what's shocking here is Jesus was not speaking Greek to people, he was speaking Aramaic. And in in spite of that, there's still three places in the Greek New Testament that was written to Greek-speaking people what Jesus really called his father in Aramaic was Abba, Abba, Daddy, Papa. There is no reference anywhere that I've ever read and I've researched it and researched that anybody ever before Jesus referred to God as Abba, as Papa. Do you realize how shocking that was? He said, this is how I want you to talk to God. I want you to I want you to know him as daddy. <sighs> you know why it's so quiet in here? Because that's just too much of a stretch for most of our minds, if we're honest. You know, I've been doing counseling for almost 50 years and it most Christians most Christians Really don't believe God loves them. They know it in their heads. Everybody knows. Oh, God, John three sixteen. You know God loves. The but they don't really believe God loves them. They certainly don't call God Daddy. I remember when I was a, a young Christian, and I was with some young people. We were praying. We we're always praying when we got saved. Still praying, but. And some of these kids were calling God daddy. And I went, oh, man, you can't call God daddy. He's the father. Title, right? Because the way I grew up, and I'm not, <laughs> I, I do honor my father, my mother. Actually, I, I led my dad to Christ before he died. At, he died at 98 years old. I led him to Christ when he was 95. Cutting it close, right? My mom recently passed away at 96 and it was wonderful what Jesus did. But growing up, the name Father was very traumatic. I I grew up in an Italian family and of course Italian family and dysfunctional are synonymous. And there's a a lot of reasons why we have issues with fathers for different reasons, but when we do, what happens is, it gets put onto God himself, and you can't say daddy, you can't say abba, you can't say papa, it's hard to say anything except the title. And this is what the enemy wants, because when you are in an intimate relationship with someone, especially God, it gives your life victory. The reason so many of us struggle is because we really don't know how loved we are. When you're in love, you know so many of us, and I'm speaking for myself, because this is an ongoing revelation for me. Uh, actually, a number of years ago, I, I remember I was reading um, Henry Nouwen's wonderful book, um, Return of the Prodigal, if you've ever read it, that awesome picture by Rembrandt and I, I remember reading that and I just and, and now I'm a pastor at this time I'm not like a kid you know d- before Bible school I mean I'm decades into pastorate and I'm, I'm reading this book and I just this longing came upon me and I said oh I just want to be fathered I want somebody to father me and it was the, heard the Lord's voice as clear as a bell he said I'm going to father you. I want you to father others. And I've been a slow student of being a son, because it's so hard to get. It's so hard to get. If, and I was talking to a young man the other day who had a great dad, still has a great dad, his dad's still alive, and he said, I still have trouble, I still have trouble with, with Abba because He goes, because of what religion's done. Religion's always kept God at arm's length. And if you wanna please God, you've gotta work. Work, work, work. You've gotta earn it. And we've all, really, religion has brainwashed us to to not appreciate the, the gift of God, which the Father initiated, by the way. The Father initiated it. He wanted us to be in his arms, but we needed to be righteous. We needed to be forgiven. It was all initiated by God, but we get the free gift of Jesus, and instead of embracing it and enjoying it, we think, okay, now I'm saved, but if I want to keep God happy, I've got to work, 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 work. And we always walk, I shouldn't say we, many of us walk around thinking God's not happy with us. Ah, we didn't do that right. I didn't pray enough. I didn't read enough. I thought a bad thought. I said a bad thing. Ah, God's not happy with me. Don't raise your hands, but if you're honest, how many of you have those kind of thoughts during the week? That means we don't really know the gospel because the gospel, the good news, is that Jesus paid it all once and for all. It's paid for. And it says in Hebrews that we're made perfect in His sight. Kathleen, you hear that? I'm perfect. (laughs) So God looks at us as perfect, and we're like this. So there's, there's that barrier. And the Lord removed that barrier if we would just embrace it. And what's great about this verse where Jesus said, I've made... Your name known to them. I've declared your name and I will make it known. Past tense, I've made it known. Future tense, I will continue to make it known. But how could he do that? He was facing the crucifixion right before he said that. Was crucified, resurrected three days and is is ruling and reigning in heaven. How's he going to keep teaching us that? the Holy Spirit who lives in us. He lives in us. So he's always trying to declare the name Father to us. Not just the Father, but Daddy, Abba. When we can start calling God Daddy and feeling it, we have really... We are really getting to where God wants us to be. Isn't that awesome? God wants us to know him as Daddy. And this is the name that Jesus said he's declaring to us. The new name for God is Daddy. So in the Old Testament, they lost his name, Yahweh, which meant, which was, I am who I am, and Jesus said, don't worry about that. I'll tell you who he is. He called him Daddy. Try it right now in your mind. See how that feels. Try it on for size. Now this is where my... Vermont farmer joke comes in because there's a lot a lot a lot I want to talk about when it comes to barriers to the Father's love and how to remove those barriers and if they ever let me back in this place I'll I'll do another part of it but you can think right now when if you have trouble saying and calling God daddy just ask yourself why say, Lord, I, I know that you want me to call you daddy. I know you want to be my daddy. Why is that hard for me to hear? And I'm very sensitive to that because I grew up in a very, very abusive home and I've prayed with people who were abused beyond, way beyond I was and you know what I'm talking about. So there's horrible abuses and horrible things that happen to us because the enemy does everything he can to destroy any image of the father because he knows the moment you connect with God as a daddy, he is not going to be able to stop you. And look at the demonic attack today on fathers. Just look at all the world wars. Look at all, I think there was over 40, 50 million men, not to mention countless children and women, slaughtered in in wars alone. Look at the onslaught against fathers now that 30, I think it's 30, 40% of kids in America have never even met their dad, that's outrageous. Think about that, let alone have one around. Do you see the attack on fathers? And so all that does is distort our image of a father, and the more distorted your image of a father is, the less intimacy you're gonna have with him and the less victory you're gonna have in your life and the less dangerous you're gonna be to the enemy. So Jesus said, I wanna declare his name to you. It's Abba. That's his name for you. Yes you can say he's the Lord, absolutely. He's the Lord Almighty, absolutely. He's the Lord our creator, he's the Lord our healer, he is all those things. But he's also my dad. That changes things. That changes things. I I, I um it's my cue to stop preaching, I hear it. <laughs> On this Father's Day, I believe the Father. is is reaching out. You know, there's something special about you guys in this place, your your pastor shared an incredible story with me when I was with him last time of his encounter with God as a father. It's an ongoing thing, you don't get it all at once. But if there is a group of people that can grow in that knowledge and revelation, do you realize what will happen? Can you imagine? And it's what God wants. He is longing to throw his arms around you. You know, the prodigal son, this, the, the, the parable, I just want to close with that, with that story. Jesus said a lot of things that really freaked people out. You know, we, we kind of, reading it 2,000 years later in our culture, you know, but if you read things in the culture, cu- with a cultural understanding, nobody called God daddy. Nobody. Nobody. That freaked people out. 265 times or 235 times in the New Testament. Come on. You think he's trying to tell us something. And so here's the story of how God, this is the heart of the, this is the heart of our Father in heaven. We all know the story of the prodigal son, but you have to understand in a culture it was given this kid deserves stoning that's what you did to kids like that you know and he basically said dad just drop dead I want my inheritance now you know the story and he went out and blew the whole thing and when he came back when he came back to his senses when he came to his senses it says the father saw him far off now why do you think that happened you know why right he was looking for him and when he came back he could hardly say he was sorry and the father threw his arms around him gave him the best robe restored his authority, gave him the ring of authority sandals each thing represents something and threw a party like you can't believe that'd be like today after he told you to drop dead and all those things and cursed you and came back and you give him the mer- keys of the Mercedes and the, the platinum credit card. Armani suit said, welcome home. Like, Would you do that? You're out of your mind. You're going to work the next 20 years in Grovel and maybe, maybe, you know, we'll let you sleep in the house. It wasn't God's attitude, was it? Do you realize how shocking that was to the people that heard it? They they couldn't. You have to. It was scandalous. Jesus scandalized his listeners, and he said, "This is the love of God." And I'm not suggesting you go out and do all kind of crazy stuff, but if you did, it wouldn't change God's feelings for you. And the elder brother was the one who had a problem, the religious guy. Because religion wants you to work to earn it. You Look, there's nothing you can do to earn God's approval for you. You can't earn it. You already have it. You don't work for him to earn anything, and we all know what striving's like. My friend Charles Stock always says this. He goes, lovers always outwork workers. When you're in love, it's not not work right you're in love but if somebody's over you hey Jordan how you doing buddy Amen. if 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 you're worried all the time that this person is not pleased and you have to work 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 what kind of what kind of joy level do you have where the joy comes from knowing I am loved I'm accepted and it releases all kind of power and all kind of healing And so, I'd like us just to take a moment um, right now. And I want you to think a minute about God wanting you to call him Daddy, Papa, Abba. Just think about it a minute. And I think... As long of a process as it can be for some of us, the Lord likes to give us installments. And I I really believe today the Lord wants to give a lot of us a, a real down payment, a real touch of His love today for us. I think He wants to break down some barriers today. On Father's Day, our great, great, great daddy in heaven wants us to feel his embrace so rather than have people swarm up front I'm going to have you sit right where you are